Magneto Funky, number 172. It's Saturday, October 24th, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Yeah, it's been a month since the last episode. Uh, I've done the poll worker training. I've already voted and enjoyed uh, Thursday night watching the new Star Trek Discovery instead of the last presidential debate, which was a more sedate but still lie-infested spectacle from P. Grebby. Anyway, we're less than two weeks away from the end of this sorry chapter in the American experience, with the expected half-assed and ham-fisted actions like alleged red hats setting ballot drop boxes on fire, and the beginning of the next chapter, the perilous transition if, when, Biden wins with enough margin to keep it out of the courts. Anyway, I have a few minor updates on the lab and the walkabout project, but mostly fresh new beats that have come in from my usual sources. Uh, like this new single from London-based alt-pop electronic artist Salt Ashes. She's no good for you Calling intuition, it's not jealousy, it's true I'm over you Cause falling in love is a beautiful flaw but only if you know who you're falling for She holds herself perfectly Then she smokes out the window You are too blind to see With all of her pains and her pretty face She'll touch you so tenderly Then cut you with a kiss She holds herself perfect 
Okay, uh, Brighton-based Salt Ashes burst onto the dance music scene in 2016. Renowned for her signature dark songs and melodies with a zeitgeist club sound, uh, many of which were inspired by Giorgio Moroder's blend of disco and epic dark atmospheres. Nice video, too. Okay, uh, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, uh, international pod zine and personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory, an actual observation from the lab. It's been a few years since I bought uh, that big stash of Chinese nickel metal hydride AA batteries. I believe it was after I gave up on making those crystal cell batteries, which turned out to be no better than emergency bleach batteries. Now, these things are supposed to be good for at least two to three years under normal use. And the more you use them, supposedly, the longer they last. But of the units that I've actually broke out and put in regular rotation, a solid third of them have crapped out, gone completely flatlined within the past year and a half or so. I mean, it didn't matter if they were used in the emergency phone charger, uh, the electric shaver I got from Walgreens, or the most common use I've been running them through in my wireless mouse. You know, one out of every four of these damn things will come off a recharge cycle completely dead within six to seven months of straight use. And it has nothing to do with the charger either. I mean, I use an old school SunPak rapid charger that takes seven hours no more, no less, to charge them. And it doesn't overcharge them. And I check them after each cycle with the battery meter that I bought just to keep track of them when the first couple started dying on me. I'm very disappointed. So anyway, when I actually do go on the road, I've decided I'm going to keep at least a half a dozen, maybe eight single-use alkaline AA's and a few AAA's for emergencies. Now, I do have a few AAA nickel metal hydrides. They're uh, all Rayovac. In fact, I'm using four of them right now. I got those about two years ago, and they're humming along just fine. Now, I have about a dozen of these other ones that I haven't even used yet. So, my Bronze Age power is okay. But definitely, no more Chinese batteries. Okay, uh, non-lab items in a bit. All right, back to the stage. Continuing the set of fresh new beats that don't come anywhere near Halloween, with one exception, because really, we've been in a damn horror movie since friggin' St. Patrick's Day. Anyway, we open with WA5QWR by previously featured SoCal indie group Hand Truck. Uh, the lead-off tune from their new album, Electric, The Mountain. 
uh, released a few days after the last episode dropped. Okay, next up is Heresy by Renard, a synth-pop group from Hamburg, Germany. The new project of Marcus Reinhardt, the founder of Echo Award-winning gold and platinum-selling group Wolfsheim. And if you know your dance music, you know them. Uh, This is from their debut album, Waking Up in a Different World. Never you, it's easy 
Okay, here's another number from Stone Mountain, Georgia artist and producer Kay Jizzle called On It. And, you know, this cat sends me a lot of stuff. And even though I don't play all of them, I do dig his diligence. Oh, 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 
Okay, next tune is Rattle in Your Chest by Technophobia. Uh, Washington, D.C.'s dark pop duo of Katie and Stephen Pettix, the team behind the curtain of both the music and Working Order Records, a growing nonprofit record label that helps raise awareness for charities in the D.C. area. Now, this new single is the first new material since their acclaimed 2016 album, Flicker Out, and from the album, Some of Us Are Looking at the Stars. And it's dropping on December the 4th.
Okay, uh, we're wrapping the set with Rock and Roll Refugee by Pig, the alternative electronic industrial rock post-punk outfit uh, hailing from London. The new single is from the album Pain is God, set for release on November 20th. Oh, my. 
Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, it's all about the election season coming to a head, with hopefully as many people as possible voting before November 3rd to cut down on the long lines of the actual day and because it actually helps to blunt the effect of the increasingly, desperately half-assed and ham-fisted voter intimidation and suppression tactics from the Red Hats and the ongoing both-sides bullshit the corporate media is still pushing. Yeah, like the New York Times, keep pushing these, well, Trump's not a bad guy, from these men on the street who are actually Republican operatives. You know, because a close horse race that pretends misinformation is just jockeying for position is good for ratings. Oh, and by the way, CNN, MSNBC, and a Nazi channel, y'all can all kiss my black ass in advance for chomping at the bit to call the election on the third that night with too few votes counted. Not out of fear of Mango Mussolini, because we already know he's going to declare total victory and total fraud that night, but because y'all get better Nielsen ratings than waiting until November 5th or 6th. It's not like any of you millionaire news readers will lose anything other than maybe a stock option or a contract dispute if the country slides to total fascism. So, considering the aftermath post-election week, the other worst-case scenario, if President Shithole becomes the lame duck we all hope for, is not that he keeps his promise to unleash a Nazi-style coup, but following his historical precedent, he decides to not wait until he completely loses power and gets hauled into the first of many courtroom proceedings and decides to pull a fast getaway with his grifter family. You know, the way W spirited Osama bin Laden's relatives out of this country after 9-11 during the days when there was nothing else in the sky as in, they all abandon the White House and immediately flee on private jets to Russia, Saudi Arabia, or China, all countries with no extradition treaty with the U.S. You know, it wouldn't really cripple the government, whether or not Pence was left behind, as Nancy Pelosi could do her duty and fill in very well until January. But it would be an ultimate Schadenfreude F.U. to the GOP minions left behind with the stink of expired loyalty to Orange Queenie on their hands, whether or not Barrett gets jammed into the SCOTUS. Oh, and speaking of which, if the next Senate goes blue, why can't they just invalidate any rules broken and rescind any court-packing appointments made by the previous Senate? Oh, and lastly, Daylight Savings Time ends Sunday, November the 1st. Okay, for the duration, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email, and if possible, I may add it to my Twitter feed. 
The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice. Uh, some items in the non-lab agenda. It's been so long now since I reversed my type 2 diabetes by going on the keto diet and eliminating the need to take metformin. Yeah, that was back in summer of 2016. That I'm no longer even pre-diabetic. Uh, this year, I stopped carb counting now, I'm still doing all stevia, no sugar, and I have cut way back on the bacon. Uh, and lately, I've been cooking a standard Depression-era poor man's meal. You know, just frying up an onion and a potato. Yeah, starch. Adding, like, whole fruit, still no fruit juice. Uh, bringing back grits and even bread. With no observable backsliding on my personal checklist and no increase in weight. Uh, all year I've been maintaining a steady, healthy 185 to 190. Well, I mean healthy for my age and body type. Anyway, I just came across a new to me nutrition philosophy that might work while I'm on the road called G-bombs. Uh, that stands for greens, beans, onions, berries, and seeds. Now, with a little bit of variation here and there, like not giving up meat or eggs entirely, I mean, I could swing, like hard-boiled eggs and coffee for breakfast, uh, snacking on nuts and berries, big salads for lunch, and like canned chili dinner. Simple kitchen, a lot less cooking, very little cleanup. And speaking of on the road, I'm really looking into apps now like Komoot and looking at bike maps that focus on routes off the highway. Now, for example, Pacific Coast Highway or Highway 1 is on everybody's bike touring list. And it's the number one bike route out here in California during the summer. But, hey, I'm hauling a two-wheel trailer. And there are plenty of places where it's only a narrow two-lane with no safety rail on the ocean side and a lot of places where you have a steep drop-off and no shoulder. Also, because I plan on mostly stealth camping, I'm going to really rely on previously reported routes out there for good, safe camp spots, say like every 30 to 50 miles, for my conspicuous tarp condo tent. I mean, I'm even looking at short-term boondocking spots where I could, like, stay for a day or two. Maybe work on a stone or work on a show. Yeah, I still want to do a podcast with some music. And, I mean, I might just turn the thing into a video cast because I do want to have some travel shots. Well, anyway, the next big thing in preparing to walk about will be my first shakeout trips like one to two day outings 
where I can test my gear with and without the cargo trailer. But I'll be able to concentrate on that after the election. Because a lot of rough crap for the next couple of years will be apparent then. Fingers crossed. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with another cool number from SoCal indie artist Hand Truck. Uh, WA5QEQ, which closes out their new album, Electric the Mountain. Nice headphones piece. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, uh, the latest ones being Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio. 
show notes are on the pie page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, tell your friends. And yeah, about Orange Queenie's secret Chinese bank account, maybe it was secret because Putin knows all about and has his hands on his account at Deutsche Bank. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for whenever I have enough music and get fed up enough to spout off again. But it will be sometime before Thanksgiving. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.